for Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose. I'm Ken Beaulieu. Over the past decade, purpose branding has soared in popularity, but it is one thing for a company to identify a purpose and quite another for it to define the essence of the brand by that purpose. It's the difference between being a true purpose brand and one pretending to be. So says Mitch Duckler, founder and managing partner at the brand and marketing strategy consultancy, Full Surge, and author of the Amazon best-selling book, The Indispensable Brand. True purpose branding, which contends, is far more than a logo, tagline, or corporate social responsibility. It is the process of targeting, positioning, and marketing your brand in a way that benefits society. A frequent speaker at high-profile events and a faculty member of the ANA Marketing Training and Development Center, Mitch joins me to discuss the characteristics of a purpose brand, the evolution of the purpose movement, the benefits of being purposeful in inflationary times, and much more. Mitch, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you, Ken. So I want to start, Mitch, by turning back the clock to your early years um, in brand management with Unilever and Coca-Cola, two purpose-led brands, as I'm sure uh, you would agree. Um, Was purpose branding as important to these companies back then as it is now? And what can we learn from their purpose journeys? I actually don't believe it was as important back then as it is now for a few reasons. And you mm-hmm. keep in mind that we're talking about 25 to 30 years ago. So sure. uh, it, it's quite some time. But, you know, first, I think especially in the world of consumer packaged goods, you know, companies just weren't as focused on their corporate brand as they are today. You know, sure, corporate brand mattered for investors, uh, mm-hmm. retailers, and in terms of, you know, attracting and and retaining um, talent, but it wasn't really a priority in terms of consumer communication the way it is today. You know, I think SC Johnson uh, was one of the first companies to challenge that thinking when they did their you know corporate focus advertising, mm-hmm. you know, touting a family company, you know, th- that campaign. Uh, but I recall it being fairly revolutionary at the time, and now I think a number of companies have followed suit. So I just think that companies are, are perhaps a little bit more aware in general of their corporate brand beyond just um, you know in terms of purpose. Uh, secondly, mm-hmm. I think there's a new generation of consumers that are behind the purpose push. I think Gen Y consumers were signaling to marketers that they care at least as much about the company behind products as the products themselves. And this, I think, combined with heightened awareness around things like climate change and sustainability just provides a natural backdrop for the interest and purpose. You know, finally, I would say that Simon Sinek's now famous TED Talk, Start With Why, really catapulted that concept into midstream. You know, he, of course, postulated that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And Mm -hmm. this, of course, is just the essence or the very definition of purpose branding in my mind. Sure. So let's now fast forward to today. Are you surprised at how far the purpose movement has come? And what does that tell you about consumers' expectations for brands? Yeah, I'm I'm actually not surprised at how far it's come or, or even how long it's lasted. I think the internet and social media and other advances in technology have made consumers more informed, mm-hmm. um, more enlightened, more empowered than ever before. So I think it's only natural that they kind of shine a light on corporate entities that are behind the products that we purchase. Um, and while it may eventually take a backseat to other trends in branding, I think it will continue to be an important part of how consumers develop loyalty to companies and their products and how markets, how marketers uh, seek to position their brands. And that's just my opinion. And we'll, we'll see if it uh, dials back in the future. But I think it's 
it's uh, if it's not going to be front and center ongoing, it's certainly going to be a component that marketers need to factor into how they position their brands. Mm-hmm. Quite often, you hear from marketers that you know purpose is a journey. It's not something that you know takes two weeks or a year. It's it's constant. Is that something that you feel often gets lost? Yeah, I think so. And I think the key to that is is that purpose being genuine and authentic. And I think the more it really embodies who you are truly at, at your core, mm-hmm. the easier it is for that to be a journey, right? Uh, just because it's it's kind of woven into your fabric and who you are and everything sure. you do and how you think. So, um, and that's, I talk a lot about clients that, to my clients that ask me about purpose and, you know, the role it should play in their brand. I'm like, you know, if you can't really identify if you're really struggling to identify what that purpose is, you're probably not a purpose brand. And that doesn't mean that you don't do socially responsible things, right? And that doesn't mean you don't have CSR initiatives and so forth. But as you said in the outset, it's that's different from being a purpose brand and not every brand is a purpose brand. Right. So from your perspective, Mitch, what is the essence of a true purpose brand? Well, I think as I was just saying, it's important to differentiate between being a true purpose brand and then supporting corporate social responsibility and other philanthropic initiatives. While the latter are certainly honorable, right, mm-hmm. and necessary, you know, it doesn't in and, of, in and of itself make you a purpose brand. Rather, purpose brand, I think, is one that is first and foremost defined by and positioned around that core purpose um, or belief or cause, whatever it may be. Uh, most companies of certain size uh, have CSR initiatives initiatives in place, as they should, but few go as far to define the very essence of their brand around that higher order purpose. So that, to me, is what is defines a purpose brand. When your brand, the essence of your brand, really is defined by that purpose, then, then you have a purpose brand. Sure. Otherwise, you don't. You have a brand that might be socially responsible, that might actually value that purpose, but is not necessarily defined by it, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And just to clarify um, or to underscore the fact that CSR is not purpose in and of itself. It's a it's a component of purpose, correct? Correct. It's 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 a an initiative or tactic that may stem from your purpose. But again, companies can have purpose without defining their brands by it, and, mm-hmm. and very often do. And I so, think that's, that's the, that's the um, distinction I'm trying to make here. So we talked at the uh, the top, uh, we mentioned Unilever and Coca-Cola as two purpose-led brands. I'm wondering if you could share a few other examples of how companies have authentically marketed themselves as a purpose brand. Yeah, a few come to mind. I think one of the most high-profile, recognizable examples is certainly Patagonia. You know, since its inception, that company has been obsessed uh, in a very positive way with being environmentally conscious. Right, uh, its brand purpose is is to save our planet, and you know, it should be the case of any world-class brand. Virtually every element of its marketing reflects that positioning. Right. So one of the iconic campaigns that you're probably familiar with uh, is when they came out and state stated in an advert, don't buy this jacket. Yes, right. Yes. Don't buy this jacket. <laughs> when have you ever heard a marketer come out and say, don't buy this jacket, don't buy my right. product. Right? right. But the implicit message message, of course, is buy what it does for the environment. Right. That is the quintessential quintessential purpose behind that brand and behind purpose driven branding. You know, and not everything is environment. I think another great example is personal care. And and here again, a very well-known one is Dove, 
right? When, mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned yes. uh, Unilever earlier, but Dove's stated mission is to encourage all women and girls to develop a positive relationship with beauty, right? Helping to raise their self-esteem and enable them to realize their full potential. So I think that's a great example of a, of a purpose or a belief or a cause that's not necessarily rooted in the environment or sustainability, like a lot of purpose brands are, but still very, very potential. Very, very potent, rather. And if you think about their advertising and their marketing campaigns, you can see the purpose being brought to light in spades, right, through their real beauty campaigns. Their purpose is really the core creative idea Mm -hmm. behind their advertising and their communication and their brand positioning. So, Mitch, I mean, obviously, these organizations that we've talked about are making a social impact uh, with their through purpose. Do you feel that that has to be part and parcel with having a purpose? I believe it is important for every company to have a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And I think um, for no other reason, your employees are going to want to know why they're getting up in the morning and going to work, right? And um, whether or not it is the driving factor behind why customers or consumers purchase your brand may may be a different issue. But I think it it does behoove every company, just like they have mission, vision, values, they, they should have a purpose. But again, I don't think that necessarily means they need to define their brand around that purpose. And that's the important distinction I would make. Um, I think it's absolutely fine for you to have a stated purpose, but your brand may be positioned around very different attributes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that's necessarily a disconnect. For example, you take a look at house of brand companies like a Procter & Gamble, right? They've got multiple brands, right? They're they're not all purpose-driven and certainly not all around the same purpose. Right. Um, but Procter and Gamble as a company, and I can't say that I know what it is offhand, but I'm sure that they have a well-defined purpose that drives everything they do. Um, so when it comes to defining a brand's purpose, the why of the business, what's your advice for ensuring that it's authentic and meets the expectations of all stakeholders? Yeah, well, I think your choice of the word authenticity hits the nail right on the head. Um, you know, purpose, especially if it's going to be the positioning of your brand, needs to be you know authentic and true to who you are. I believe consumers can very easily sniff out disingenuous purpose, right? One that truly doesn't reflect the values of the company or the way they perceive it. And I think that that is really a recipe for disaster. It's mm-hmm. almost better to not have a purpose than try to tout one that is not true to who you are. And another thing I think is it needs to uh, uh, needs to align with the values of your core target audience. And you can argue what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? But your if your purpose, you know, and there, your reason for being isn't necessarily aligned with your target customer's view on your category or life in general, that that's a pretty serious disconnect, right? That's mm-hmm. going to cause problems. So I think it's really those two it, those two things being true to yourself as well as making sure that those values are consist- uh, that, that define your purpose are consistent with what your consumers prioritize and value. Hey there, Beyond Profit listener. The ANA Marketing Futures podcast, hosted by Michael Berberich, provides a deep dive on the future of marketing. Whether it's artificial intelligence, the metaverse, or the practice of innovation, the podcast demystifies emerging trends shares unique perspectives, and breaks down issues relevant to marketers. To learn more, visit ana.net slash podcasts. And now, back to the show. So how does a company determine 
its proper role in society for the benefit of humanity. Are there any best practices you can share in this area? I think the best best purpose brands, are, I think, are ones that didn't necessarily set out with that goal in mind. Uh, rather, it kind of developed naturally and, and organically. Again, I don't think that this is an exercise where you sit in a conference room and try to define what your purpose is. Um, mm-hmm. If you are, I think that's fine. You can, Again, you can do that and define that as your company purpose. Chances are it's not going to define your brand if you're having to kind of manufacture that. Uh, more often than not, a really strong purpose just kind of evolves and it just, it, it becomes self-evident, like within the four walls of the company over time. You kind of realize that that's really a, a driving theme behind everything you do. And uh, one advice that I give to clients regarding determining uh, what their purpose is to think about their origins. Um, again, this doesn't always work, but you know, think about what were the circumstances behind a company's founding? What prompted it to develop? and come to the market in the first place. And oftentimes the answers to those questions, again, what are your origins and and why did you launch, can provide insight into your purpose. Again, not always, but oftentimes uh, it does. And um, when it does, I think that that's a great place to start in terms of um, identifying your purpose. Do clients also come to you for your perspective on taking stands? Is that something? And so what, what is your advice to them about taking stands? Well, I think it really depends on the business you're in and, and really the, the nature of your company. What, you know, what is your DNA, right? I think some companies are just inherently, they are more uh, conservative and, and um, risk averse than others, right? And and I think when you are that way and when you're in that type of business and you have that kind of mentality, you obviously want to tread very carefully other companies are a little bit uh, more risk tolerant, right? And perhaps even a little bit more edgy and out there and not afraid to be provocative and not to not afraid to take a stand. So I think what I would encourage them in that case is, you know, again, think about your brand and your, your corporate brand as well as your company and your culture and your DNA and, and, and what your tolerance for risk is. I actually think it's good for brands to take points of view. I think it's very good for them to have a perspective and a point of view I think in a perfect world, you shy away from really high tension, you know, lightning rod type issues like mm-hmm. like abortion or or even even political political stances, because I think that those just can be so, so controversial. But, you know, other than you can take you can have a point of view and should have a point of view, I think, on a brand on a lot of things without necessarily you know, alienating and offending large swaths of the population. <laughs> Right, exactly. And it's, it has to make sense for your brand, correct? I mean, it has to be, has to be in your lane, right? Absolutely. If yeah. you're, yeah, exactly. If you're a brand, uh, you know, that, that is doing office supplies and you're taking, you know, hardcore stances on pro-life versus pro-choice, it's just, it's kind of, a, it's like, why? Yeah, there's a disconnect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Mitch, talk a little bit about uh, some of the benefits of being purposeful and how they can lead to uh, brand growth. So I think one is unlike other forms or methods of brand positioning, which can be more superficial or, or transient, I think purpose just tends to be enduring. Um, again, if it is true to who you are. So purpose is inherently core to who you are and, and who consumers are and what they value. And as such, I would argue it's less susceptible to falling out of fashion with consumers and, and your customers over time or being replaced by competitors, new technology or new product offering. Um, so I, I think that's one. It's just it tends to be more enduring, especially if it's a meaningful purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another benefit is um, 
positive goodwill during challenging times. And I think this this is not only about purpose, but really a benefit to just having a strong corporate brand in general. If you if you are a purpose brand and encounter a crisis, all other things considered, you have a better ability to weather that storm than a brand that is not defined by a meaningful purpose. I think uh, consumers, analysts, investors, and other stakeholders, employees are more likely to cut you some slack during challenging times when you are purpose-driven and in particular when they can relate to and believe in that purpose. So I think that can be another advantage as well. So when you're talking about that purpose must be enduring, I assume that doesn't mean that you can't tweak the statement as time goes on. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. I'm talking about the core idea. So you might have, for example, your purpose might be sustainability or saving the planet, like like we talked about earlier with Patagonia, how you go about doing that and what the key issues of the time are at any, at any point in time might shift, right? Yeah. But yeah. it still kind of remains the same. It's, it's not that it's written in stone. You are kind of focused on that, even though your viewpoints or your approaches to addressing it might differ mm-hmm. and you probably should differ. Right, right. So we are mentioning inflationary times, as you know. Why is it especially important for companies and brands to lean into purpose as a competitive advantage? So I I think inflation, recession, and other economic conditions can challenge purpose brands, no doubt. Um, And while purpose remains important to consumers during inflationary times, you know, they are often faced with tough trade-offs that can make sticking to your purpose, their purpose difficult. I think especially if you're pur- if you are a purpose brand that's premium priced uh, to begin with. So I think the good news is that, though, is and research bears this out, is that all again, all other things equal, consumers tend to be more willing to pay for pay a higher price or pay a premium for um, a brand whose whose purpose that they relate to. So I think. Mm-hmm. That helps. But if that is not the case, you know, if you are in a situation where you are challenged with inflation or recession or what have you, and, and consumers really aren't, you know, are really struggling to make that trade-off, I think honesty and transparency are, are just critically important as they are in all forms of marketing. You know, acknowledging that the challenges that your consumers or customers are going through at the time um, and demonstrating empathy, I, I think is is a uh, an important factor. And can go and can go a long way toward keeping them loyal toward your brand during mm-hmm. those tough times. Obviously, in addition to inflation, there are other experiences that companies face um, over the course of their history: staff departures, layoffs, um, et cetera. So, how do you maintain that momentum for purpose as a true purpose brand across the organization? Yeah, I think it's I think it's actually a very similar concept to the one we just talked about, only it's more internally focused than externally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, challenging times again, as we talked about inflation, recession, you know, downward business cycles, what have you, they challenge a, a, any brand, right? But a purpose brand as well. Um, but here again, research has shown that purpose brands in, in general do better at attracting and retaining talent. And I would argue that that's equally true during challenging times. Again, mm-hmm. it's it's not to say that you won't face challenges internally, um, whether it's attracting talent or retaining or motivating talent uh, during tough times, just because you are a purpose brand. But I think you do have a leg up in that arena when you are purpose driven. And, you know, it's never easy, obviously, to lay off uh, workers. Um, once again, if a company is defined by a higher order and more meaningful purpose that their employees can relate to, it may it may result in less resentment when moves of this nature are, are required. 
Mitch, this has been a great discussion. I just want to give you an opportunity. If there's anything else that you want to tell our listeners, the floor is yours. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed the talk, Ken. I appreciate the time. And um, a lot of what I, the only other thing I would mention is um, a lot of what we talked about here um, around purpose is, is talked about in my book, The Indispensable Brand. Mm -hmm. And um, I just would encourage uh, readers to take a look at it. There's an entire chapter on brand positioning and in there a fairly decent section on purpose or why, you know, why driven brands. So if readers are interested in learning more about my or my firm's perspective on purpose, I would encourage them to uh, take a look at the book. Sure, absolutely. Mitch, thanks again for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Ken. To learn more about the brand consultancy, Full Surge, as well as Mitch's latest book, The Indispensable Brand, please visit fullsurge.com. That's fullsurge.com. And if you would like to recommend a topic or a speaker for this podcast, please email me at brandpurpose at ana.net. Until next time, thanks for listening.